are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're continuing on the subject of the others of Hebrews 11. Now, in the other session, we got down to Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter. You see, we're talking about those that were sawn asunder, those that were slain by the sword, eaten by lions, in the latter part of Hebrews 11. This is what so many people want to relate to, is the others of Hebrews 11. But now, you know, I don't want to relate to those. I want to relate to those that subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, escaped the edge of the sword, and did all of the great things through faith. Because there's something there. There's something that we need to see and understand about this. Certainly, there were some things that happened under the Old Covenant that will not happen under the New Covenant if we act accurately on the Word of God and the power of God's Word. Now, I want us to read again what Solomon said in the fourth chapter of Ecclesiastes, beginning verse 1. He said, So I returned and considered all the oppression that was done under the sun, and behold, the tears of such as were oppressed, they had no comforter, but on the side of the oppressor there was power, but they had no comforter. Now, he went on to say that you'd be better off dead under that situation. In fact, he said you'd be better off if you'd never been born than to ever been born and died under that situation. Because there was power on the side of the oppressor, but there was no power on the side of those that were oppressed. Because they had no comforter. Now let me read you from John, the 14th chapter. Verse 16, he says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because they see him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Now notice, the Spirit of truth dwells with you, and he said he shall be in you. Now the Spirit of truth was the Spirit of Christ. In other words, he's saying, I am coming back to get inside you in the person of the Holy Spirit, to give you power, to be your comforter and your guide. He said, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Now, in the 16th chapter, the 12th verse I have many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come? Now notice this. You can't bear these things now. See, there were some things that the people under the old covenant that were oppressed could not bear. They could not understand. They did not have the knowledge of. For one thing, they did not have the promise of God that we have. But here he says, the Spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truths. And he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. See, some of these things could have been avoided if they'd have known what was coming. But they didn't have a comforter. They did not have the Holy Spirit. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. All things the Father hath of mine, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and show it unto you. Now, this is God's direction to us in the New Covenant. But you see, right here in Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter, it says there was no comforter. There was none to teach the truth and the understanding. There was none to fill in the gap and make up the hedge. But you see, we have New Testament scriptures that are strong and powerful. There was no power on the side of the oppressed under the Old Covenant. Now, we mentioned this in the other session, but let's say it again. 
See, the only thing that they had going for them was the old law. And if they stayed under that law, under the umbrella protection of that law, then they were protected. But once they got out from under it, the curses came. And there was nothing to keep the curses off of them. Now, when the curses came, God was blamed for it. The way the King James is written, it's in a causative sense that God sent all of these things and God caused all these things to happen to them. But you see, if you just stop and ask yourself, would it have happened if they'd obeyed God? Would all of these things have happened, you see, as far as the children of Israel dying in the wilderness? Would it have happened if they had obeyed God? No, wouldn't have happened, would it? Then, you see, it wasn't God at all that caused it. It was their disobedience that opened the door to the devil and caused the curses to come. And the curses killed them. So, you see, if we look at that in that light, then we can understand more readily what he's saying here. Actually, when it says there's no power to those that are oppressed, let me give you a, a New Testament scripture here that point out to you the great difference that we have now. Luke ten nineteen. Jesus said to the disciples, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil. Now, see, that was not under the Old Covenant. They didn't have this power. The Holy Ghost only came upon the prophet, the priest, and king. But now, under the New Covenant, there's power on the side of those that are trying to be oppressed. And I'll tell you, it's an unfair fight today because the weapons of Satan's warfare are carnal. He's limited to what's common to man. But thank God the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We have supernatural weapons. Now let's go to uh, Ezekiel, the 22nd chapter. You see, there's some things here that when we begin to look into it, it brings some insight into some things that have kind of been vague to us for some time. Let's read from verse 30 in Ezekiel 22. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them, I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Now see, there's an explanation right there for the things that happened to the children of Israel in the wilderness. There was no man to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Now, you see, on one occasion, Moses did that. God was going to get rid of the children. He said, I'll just wipe those people out and make me a nation out of you. And Moses said, oh, no, you're not. Now, I'm paraphrasing it, of course. He stood up to God and he said, you can't do that. Now, see, we need to get insight into that because there's so many people that think, oh, would you dare speak to God that way? Well, see, Moses knew some things. And he said, God, you can't do that because of your word. And he reminded God of what he said. And God said, well, you're right. You know, he ended up saying, you're right. I won't do that. Well, he stood in the gap. But now we notice here, let's go to another passage of scripture. Isaiah, the 59th chapter. Let's read from verse 9. Now, this is quite a lengthy passage, but I think it'll help us if we read the whole thing. Therefore is judgment far from us, neither doth justice overtake us. We wait for light and behold obscurity for brightness, but we walk in darkness. Now see, talk about under the old covenant. We grope for the wall like the blind. We grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble as at noonday, as in the night. 
We are desolate places as dead men. We roar all like bears and mourn like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. Now you understand what he's saying here, that under the old covenant there was no remission of sins. See, there was an atonement. There was a covering. But the sins were still there. They still had knowledge of them. Only the blood of Jesus takes away the remembrance of sin. Then he goes on to say in verse 13, "...in transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. And judgment is turned away backwards, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey, and the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. Now notice, God is saying the same thing, or at least similar to what Solomon said. He said, this thing's out of balance. This should not be. Because he says, uh, well, let's read verse 15 again. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. In other words, he said, those that say they're going to depart from evil, they become a prey to the devil. And the Lord saw it. It has pleased him that there was no judgment. And he saw there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness, it sustained him. Now when God saw this, he said, we're just going to do something about it. This is not right. So, he says, I saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Now see, Solomon said, there was no comforter. Now I'll bring you the scripture, remind you of the scripture in 1 John, the second chapter, where John is talking about Jesus. He said, uh, I write unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, which is Jesus Christ the righteous. Now, the word advocate there is very important because it actually means intercessor. We have an intercessor. The Bible says Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. Jesus is our intercessor today. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Trust you've been with us all this week. We've been talking about rightly dividing the word. Our offer this week is CD offer number 7132. It's entitled, How to Succeed When Others Fail. This last day for that offer, a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. How to Succeed When Others Fail. Now, what would make the difference? The difference would be doing the sayings of Jesus. In Luke chapter 6, Jesus said, He that cometh to me, heareth my sayings, and doeth them, I'll show you who he's like. He's like a man that built a house. He digged deep. He laid the foundation on the rock. Now, the rock is Christ Jesus, or the Word of God. The foundation is doing the sayings of Jesus. Now, the fellow that built his house upon the sand, that when the storm came, it was swept away. But he said, when the stream beat vehemently upon this house that had foundation, it could not shake it. Didn't say it didn't shake it, said it couldn't shake it. Now that's important. 
impossible to shake it because it's based on the authority of the Word of God. The final authority on any subject is God's Word. And Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty three, Whosoever shall say to the mountain of adversity, Be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. He says, He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now this is a saying of Jesus. He that doeth the sayings of Jesus will succeed in life when others fail. That means calling things that are not as though they were. Now, what does that mean? You call things that are not manifest as though they were manifest because the Word of God says they belong to you. Second Peter chapter 1 says, God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the exceeding great and precious promises. Well, if you don't have faith in the promise, you wouldn't have faith to believe God for it. You wouldn't have faith to call for it to be manifest in your life. But you can call things that you don't have. That's what Mark eleven twenty three and Luke 17 is telling us. You plant a seed of faith and it brings forth that which you're calling for. That's offer number 7132, How to Succeed When Others Fail. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Kemp reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.